today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Eric here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So let's go into day two after the Grammys dust up between Offset and Quavo over the takeoff tribute that Quavo sang at the Grammys. We learned yesterday that there was a fight backstage. Now we've got some audio of, in real time, Cardi B, Offset's wife, or sorry, Offset's wife, trying to break up the fight between these two relatives. Take a listen. So, yeah, you can hear her. She's worked up and she's basically telling them, both of you all are wrong. (laughs) Stop fighting. This is a a, a tactic used by people just trying to break up a fight, not taking one side or the other, saying, listen, let's just break this up. We'll settle this in another way. It's sort of because we don't know exactly what has been the beef between Quavo and Offset. We don't but, know. But, but we it's know, been going on for a long time. A long, long time. Yes. That's why Migos split up. And clearly in that split, Takeoff was with Quavo. That's right. Because, you know, they did an album together. Unkin Few. Unkin Few, sorry. Unkin Few for uncle and nephew. Uh, and and so there's definitely been some beef there. And that's just, you know, what we're hearing was that the Quavo was going to do this tribute. And then he thought Offset was just trying to get in on it in the last minute. And he's like, no. And so it's, it's, it's interesting to see Cardi, who, you know, you would think would just be ride or die for with offset. offset is like both of y'all are wrong. Yeah. And whatever the fight is, you know, and clearly it seems like she still has some affection for Quavo and obviously for takeoff. Sure. These guys She's are family. Sort of caught in the middle of that. But yeah, so whatever their beefs are, she tried to squash that. She, the amazing thing about it, I, I just it's so cool about Cardi B. I mean, so Entertainment Tonight was filming this. Mm-hmm. They got it. And you hear all this happening. Yes. And then their reporter, like right after it's like, I heard you settling something back there. And she goes, oh, the only thing I was settling was my dress. She is the best <laughs> ever. Just she is just it down. Off. She's not out there to air dirty laundry. No. She's this mix of like transparency because she lets the world in, but only right. on her terms. You know, yeah. she says, look, I'll, I'll show you all the like, she goes, you know, food shopping sometimes and rails about inflation. So she is this radically transparent figure, but also like, listen, that's family business. And I'm going to brush that question and off to the side. I like that. Well, well, obviously she's clearly very involved in it personally. It's not just her business though. Yeah. If it was her beef with somebody else, maybe she would want to talk about sure. it. Sure. But this is between... Or litigated in court as she's done before with <laughs> yeah. uh, strippers who she's beat up. Yeah, but but this is between Offset and Quavo. Yeah, this and is, so she's involved in that, but that's not her business to go talk about. It's true. She lives by like a very strict code, and I'm not right. going to air the dirty laundry of other people, particularly my husband and and uh, and Quavo. So that's yeah. not going to happen. And she doesn't do it, and she brushes it off in her typical Cardi style. Here, I want to take a step back. This is to me, this was extremely sad. You know, take, Takeoff sad. was murdered or or shot and killed. Uh, during a dust-up over talk about a basketball game. He was I mean, just in the wrong place the at the wrong, wrong time. In the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, you know, very, very young. It remind, There aren't many analogs for this. So the Migos were kind of a, a group. They were a little bit like the Beatles at the time. They were very, very big. And the Beatles lost a member to, to uh, you know, John Lennon getting shot in 1980. Do you remember the clip of Paul McCartney's reaction to John Lennon's death immediately? He yeah. said... People people really zeroed in on it because he said something to the effect of, that's a drag, isn't it? Cheers. And said bye to the yeah, reporters. Yeah, kind of played it off. Yeah, and sounded a bit cavalier about, you know, John Lennon being assassinated uh, and got into his car. He, he you know, later reflected on that and said, I was just stunned. I mean, this was my one of my closest yeah, people not, in you're my you're not going to open up, like, right, that that was, the, like, the day it had happened, or within a day. Y- yes, within hours. You're not going to open up yeah. to a random camera about your friend being murdered. 
this yeah, this is different because it is family though. It's family. And yeah. yeah, they had broken up and had their issues. They are still family and but you can't table all of the issues with family, even in death. You hope that would be the case that they would say, okay, let's hug it out. This puts everything in perspective. We can really sort of take a step back and look at how silly our our, our sort of falling out was. But that's not always easy no, to do. And it, they, it, they sometimes they can exacerbate it. Yeah. Because in the, in the immediate aftermath of Takeoff's death, it sort of seemed like they had come together. You know, they yep. were at the funeral together. It's like, okay, this whatever was between them is over now. Yes. But then sometimes it can be even worse after the death, like in this, where whatever that issue was never really got resolved, clearly. Yeah. And so when Quavo, Quavo thinks, I'm doing this tribute to my nephew, and then this person that you had this beef with is tr- allegedly trying to get in on it. That's what the argument started from, is that, that Offset wanted to be part of the in memoriam. Yeah. Quavo was like, no. Yeah. Like, where were you in the months leading up to his death? Right. This is my song, my tribute to him. I'm not going to allow you to come in here and I don't want to say steal steal my thunder, but this is not your tribute. This is my yeah, tribute and, and, to my fallen nephew. And if he thinks, nephew. like, you know, we don't know if the issues were, were between, you know, bet- between Offset and Takeoff or Quavo and Takeoff or all of them or Quavo and Offset or all three of them, who knows? Yeah. But if you think, like, oh, we, we had our issues and now you think you're going to come in and publicly be this yeah, no. mourning, sad person when you weren't there but when he was alive? No. Yeah, you know, I, I see both sides. It is a little bit of the mirror image of the Beatles situation where immediately afterwards Paul was cavalier but then sort of very somber. Here, immediately they were all on the same page when yeah. Takeoff was killed. Everyone sort of rallied around and you didn't hear any of this rancor. And now the rancor's creeping back in. It's sort yeah. of the mirror image of that. I, look, grief is is a is a complicated emotion. I, I don't it know is. how else to put it. I, I've, I've dealt with it in my own life and it comes in waves or some people experience it all up front and then have closure and you know this is these are two very very successful people offset and quavo and they're managing very complicated emotions and they're doing it at the grammy so <laughs> the grammy you know, they're with behind... entertainment tonight cameras right around the corner <laughs> yeah you know at first i was like oh there's he seems petty or the but it's also just difficult to deal with in the quiet of your home they're doing yeah. it on a stage um with cameras all around and cardi all dressed up and trying to break up a fight so emotions run very high of course, yeah and, and not not just at the grammys but but for Quavo, going to do a very emotional performance, like, there was so much pressure on that performance for him, I'm sure, personally. Yeah. Like, this isn't just me performing at the Grammys, which is its own pressure. Right. But for my nephew. That's who's, right. Who's not, with his image behind me, and I'm singing this song that I wrote for him, and then right before that, all these old wounds are getting opened up. Right. and. Offset, for his part, tweeted and tried to sort of play it off. He was saying, yeah. you guys think that's a fight? You're yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, nothing happened. So yeah. uh, wh- where do you see this going? You know, uh, do you think there's now sort of public pressure for reconciliation? Do you think they'll be responsive to that? Do you see a, a Quavo and Offset detente? Like, where does this go? Because there's a lot of attention now, and everyone is expecting a next move. Is Offset going to apologize? Are they going to do Oprah interviews? I mean, what happens right. in this kind of scenario when there's it, this tension built up? I mean, you hope so, but yeah. it could also very easily they just drift apart. Yeah. I mean, you know, at worst, it starts becoming like diss tracks between them or something, and I hope that doesn't happen. Oh, but, that would be a horrendous yeah, sort yeah. of outcome. But it doesn't seem like that's what they're going for. By yeah. trying to keep this as private as they can, it's their business. It's their family it's their business, business, and we may never know exactly what happens with it. Yeah, my take is, I, I think even though they're somewhat young, you know, Offset's now like a father. He's yeah, sort of, I mean, he's they're, sort of they're young, but they down. are adults. Exactly. They've lived a lot of life in, yeah. a, 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 you know, a constrained number of years. 
Um, so I do think some maturity will creep in. I think people like Cardi are extremely helpful in mediating this. Even just hearing her response to watching a what, what is said to be a sort of a physical fight, she did the right thing in the moment. She didn't sort right. of say, she didn't jump in on Offset's side and start wailing on, on, on Quavo. Maybe a younger Cardi would have been more volatile in that way, but everyone seems to have matured a bit. So I'm actually quite hopeful that even though this was a dust-up at the Grammys, a lot of emotions running high, I think there will be some sort of Maybe. And peace it, that comes And it may this. be decades from now. I mean, Maybe. we may see like a sort of, I mean, there obviously, sadly now, can never be a real Migos reunion, right, because Takeoff is gone, but, you know, bands that hated each other eventually got back together at some point. Guns yeah. and Roses did, the Eagles did, like, they, they could patch it up, maybe someday. I think Unk and Off, that's the next, Unk that's, and that's, off. that's the next uh, <laughs> combo or whatever, collaboration. <laughs> Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. All right, let's move on to something also quite serious. So that's so Raven star Orlando Brown. Um... He He's was become, Eddie on the show. He was Eddie on the show. He's become sort of this sort of kind of a knucklehead out out, out there in in that's, in, that's in TMZ a word. world. <laughs> it's, a, it's a word because he gets in trouble a lot. He's sort of a volatile personality. Um, and now things have gotten very very serious. There was an incident that we covered where he got into a, an altercation, sort of a domestic altercation with a relative who was no, staying was with him. Not a relative. Oh, he ended up not. It was so a domestic this is, call. This is so much confusion to this. So we yeah. were seeing. So he was living with this guy in Ohio, and at the time, so there was a. a argument between them Orlando grabbed a, a knife blade and a hammer yes. and, and threatened the guy never actually attacked him with it right but at the time when police came he said it was his brother now we hear that maybe it was not a blood relative someone he kind of referred to as a brother got it so this so that's why it came in as a domestic call because if it's a family member yes. or a spouse it's a domestic yes. disturbance so, so maybe this, not this, a blood relative this guy you know Orlando's had problems for a long time and had I guess was uh, dealing with homelessness yeah so this person's very close to him and brought him into his home to try and help him and then that's all thing. This thing all fell apart. Yeah. So now he is. Uh, he's been charged with a menacing because it's slightly different than assault because he came after him allegedly yeah. with with these weapons, but didn't actually sort of he, batter he did, him. And he or also set him. them down. Like the, the, this guy didn't have to like wrestle him and take them, them away. Right. He Still calmed scary, down though. and put them down. But yeah. And if it's somebody you think has mental issues. You maybe don't know what's going to happen there. Right. And there's a mugshot of Orlando from this incident where he's making sort of a. A maniacal smile. I don't know how, how else to sort of describe it. It doesn't look like someone who's just been arrested and is downtrodden. Right. It's, it's a sort of strange um, picture. And now we've learned that his public defender, because as we said, Orlando Brown has sort of fallen yeah. on hard times financially. So he has a public defender move the court for a mental evaluation. He said there needs to be a mental evaluation for two reasons here. One, to determine whether right now Orlando Brown is competent to stand trial. To stand trial, you have to be of sound mind to know what the proceedings are. Not all the intricate details that lawyers know, but you have right. to know that the state is charging you with a crime and you could be held responsible for that. Secondly, they want the evaluation to look 
look into what was Orlando's state of mind at the time, because Orlando has pleaded not guilty, but just a vanilla not guilty yeah. charge. What could change if they say we found evidence that he has he's laboring under some sort of mental disability uh, at that time is you can change it to not guilty by reason of insanity because crimes typically unless they're strict lie there's some crimes where you like uh, you know statutory rape where it doesn't matter what the state of mind is just that you were with someone but most crimes require a state of mind that you intended right. to do something wrong you intended to threaten this guy in your house with a weapon if you're not of sound mind at the time you can say I'm not guilty because I'm insane it's not that I didn't come at him with these weapons right. it's that i didn't know that that was wrong and, and it could be because what initially at the time the the person he was living with the guy he said it was his brother right. said that when orlando attacked him orlando was accusing the roommate of like raping his girlfriend or something yeah orlando's girlfriend some wild accusations like, some it seems like somebody who was having delusions or a, a, a break from reality yeah i mean this starts to become sort of we we cover these stories and you think one thing, like, oh, this is a guy who went crazy and, and grabbed weapons, and it becomes sort of a sadder story because if he is laboring under these issues, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free. No, People it's... think of the insanity defense as, as an excuse that sort of allows you not to take responsibility. Right. These are serious mental evaluations. He will go through a rigorous process with real psychiatrists. Yes, can someone fake it? Maybe, but it's not as easy as you see in movies where a yeah. guy can just sort of act insane. They know that that there are ways of behaving in a way to look like you're insane without actually being insane. So it's if he passes this or not passes, if it's determined that he's suffering a mental disability, I think we should believe it. I think there are I, oh lots definitely, of and, and there's a there's a long history here. This was, wasn't an isolated incident. You know, he's had he's had drug issues in the past. Uh, he his family and friends have had interventions for him. There's yeah. been. I mean, he got arrested in his underwear, or, or not arrested, but caught by a bounty hunter right. a few years ago. There's a, a very troubled history here, and it seems like it, it, mental issues make the most sense. So this is sort of maybe possibly like a best come, uh, best outcome situation here where this is someone who's needed help for a long time. Right. And you see people try to give it to him. It seems like the roommate was trying to give him a place to stay to get him off the streets and was trying to help him get a movie role. People are trying to help him, but he needs real professional help. I think that's right. Look, if there's been a serious break from reality in his head, a couple things can happen. If it's determined that he wasn't uh, insane at the time of the offense, but he's now laboring under something, what they can do is they can medicate him to sort of give him drugs to help him understand the the course of the proceedings against him. That's one path. The other is if he's still a danger because he grabs weapons in these delusional states and he's determined that he is suffering from something they'll put him in a facility, but it won't be a prison. And so right. he'll be able to get the help he needs while still being uh, sort of kept away from society at large where he's, he poses a danger or a threat to himself or others. Right. So there are paths here. It's not like he's going to go home and, and you know, sort of uh, be able to no. commit crimes. I, I, I think people often think insanity. They've seen movies like Primal Fear. You ever seen that movie with yeah. Ed Norton? <laughs> yeah. Where the entirety of the movie, spoiler alert, it's a very old movie, so watch it if you haven't seen it. But he basically fakes being insane the entire movie, and then at the end he sort of smiles at his lawyer and says we did it as, yeah. as if you could pull that off it's that's, a that's why it's a movie it's a fiction no, you know it, but it's like this it sounds like even in the case of this attack that he was having some sort of break from reality yeah and and there seems like there, there's a pattern of that so this is hopefully somebody who needs help getting the help they need yeah i see this going maybe some of the old stars of his reality show look he's probably burned a lot of bridges at this point but maybe you could see if if the story takes this turn where he is seriously laboring under these conditions maybe people rallying around him we saw this with the um kid from the mighty ducks you remember he yeah. was he had a very serious drug problem and people from his past and acting said we remember the old guy we worked with and they sort of rallied around him judd apatow actually intervened in in his right. life and sort of really helped him get on his feet maybe the same thing happened for a we'll have to wait and see yeah. uh, but that'll do it for us today we'll uh, see you next time